NBA Australia, how are you going? Hey, Gown, I hope you're all right. It is NBA Australia. This is, what is it, Wednesday? November 29, hump day. And I'm your host, James Clements. I'm the editor of a good website called CodeBet. Go check that out, codebet.com.au. Uh, you can see my ugly mug on Fox Sports Lab NBA, CodeBet Daily, Fox Sports Lab NFL, all the good stuff there. Here in Larry Armour Studios once more. Not going to the office at the moment with my bung foot and my bung hand. <laughs> Just generally falling apart. Anyway, here to give you the lowdown and all the ins and outs of the NBA season. We're repping straighter a bit. That's what we do. But this was an absolute chaos day. The in-season tournament group stage is done. Chaos reigns. It all comes down to literally the last shot uh, of today. Sacramento, Golden State. It was fantastic. That was fun as. Uh, Mark Cuban selling a controlling stake in the Mavs. That's some pretty big news. Lamello's out for a bit. Uh, Josh Giddy got booed just a bit on the nose. Anyway, we'll cover all that in the NBA Australia game wraps. So that's not an iPhone, mate. No, mate. Spot of the night. Better than Lonzo Ball. The year Nas. The unpopular opinion of the day. And our back take. Yes, we were serving up a couple of flame grilled takes. There is an Andrew Gay's Grey Mumber Award for Outstanding Achievement in the Field of Excellence and a Sweaty Hairy Bloke of the Week. And uh, we'll pick and preview all the games for tomorrow. Because why wouldn't you? That's what we do all the time. Every day here on NBA Australia. Daily. That's all we do. Anyway, uh, let's get into it. This is episode 994 of NBA Australia. Jeez, 1994 was a fun year, wasn't it? MJ had retired. <laughs> it was all going on. The Rockets win the title. Anyway, let's go. This is Joe Ingalls, and you're listening to NBA Australia. Watch out for the shark attack. Ah, you better better if you're Reggie Miller. Uh, it was good to have Shaq on the call, actually. Reggie, you don't know what you're talking about. Be quiet, Reggie. And then they would both dunk on uh, Chuck, which is pretty fun. Chuck copped a couple of, uh, I don't know. Drive-bys here and there where it's Shaq just dunking on Chuck. Chuck, he can't shoot. What are you talking about, Reggie? He ain't a shooter. He can't shoot. So, yeah, he makes a good point. Uh, Shaq was just kind of fun on that call for the early game, the Miami-Milwaukee game. So, enjoyed having a bit of the old Shaq attack on that call because, I don't know, changing it up, sending him off was kind of cool. They're actually going to do that as, uh, as part of the in-season tournament as well. I'll get to that in a second. Let's start today's show the way we start every show here at NBA Australia with the daily whip around. The in-season tournament knockout games are set. Out the east, we've got the Knicks at the Bucks. That'll be fun. Celtics at Pacers. What a rip snorter. And then the west, we've got Suns, Lakers, and Pelicans. Kings. Fires and laser! Because they beat the Warriors today in an awesome game. Um... This was great. An absolute triumph of maths. <laughs> Verbal meme, Charlie Day at the board with all the fucking strings and pictures and everything, trying to figure out who needs to score what amount today and uh, to make it. The Knicks did because they kicked the crap out of the Hornets and uh, the Bucks by winning did. Celtics get through with a win. Um, and the Pelicans sort of fall ass backwards into it. It's pretty chaosy. It's very fun. And the Kings winning today was uh, pretty great. 
Bit of a kick in the nuts if you'd bet on them minus one and a half. They won by one, but still. Anyway, uh, Josh Giddy, Andrew Bogut came out with his usual uh, half-sourced backgrounding talk through your teeth. If I'm wrong, I'll come back and apologize kind of vibe, which is, I don't know, one of those things where if you're out there caveating, caveating something like, well, if I'm wrong, I'll come back and apologize. It's like, well, the damager is already done at that point, isn't it? But anyway, uh, he went on to say, as I understand, I think the girl was younger. From what I understand, the girl lied about her age. It happened over a year ago. Then it's hard to give proper comment until this plays out. Well, it sounds like you're giving a bit of a comment. Anyway, OKC apparently been aware of it from what he'd been told. For the last year, they've known about it. Um, they've deemed Josh free to play. The NBA's allowed that as well. And if it wasn't the case, the NBA would be like, hey, take a couple of games off. Um, and obviously, I think he brought hit up hit on the salient point there as well. They can't do anything because there's no charges. It's literally just like an NBA fucking Twitter investigation. <laughs> People on the internet said these things. It's like, all right. Because he hadn't been formally charged or interviewed by police. But then TMZ came out today and uh, said that police are doing their due diligence on the allegations about Giddy. Uh, the officials will be opening an inquiry to whether they had any inappropriate relationship with a minor. Um, Newport Beach PD investigating the allegations, see if there's any validity to the claims and if any laws are broken. So that's where the NBA can obviously sort of step in and figure stuff out. If there's like an inquiry is very clearly not charges. And uh, so we'll see what happens. Uh, Boga did point out like this apparently did take place in California. So it's an interesting one because the, what is it? The age of consent is 18 versus OKC, which is 16 which in itself is pretty fucked, if you ask me. But anyway, uh, Bogut did mention he was, uh, Gids was told that she was overage. The legal route comes down to whether or not the girl or the family say or do anything, etc. And uh, from what Bogut says, he Bogut then says, from what I understand, that won't happen because the girl lied about her age. It's like, uh, it doesn't make it any less illegal. <laughs> so what a fucking verse. And uh, that's what Bogut reckons. So, good job, I guess. Sure. Other news. Oh, look, the fucking giddy stuff. It's like, yeah, we don't know anything until we know anything, right? And him getting booed today in Minnesota just felt absolutely wildly pile on Because just, really? We're going off absolutely fuck all evidence at this point. And uh, the sheer, I don't know degree of glee that folks take in trying to fucking tear him down based on some dude on an IG who's got bro she's 15 bro lol like fuck me dead anyway uh cuban selling a majority stake of the mavs to miriam adelson and casino the casino tycoon family the adelson family uh for valuation in the range of three and a half billion dollar mark but apparently we'll see how long this lasts Shams would say, and uh, I believe it was Mark Steiner first reported as well, in one of the most unique setups in NBA history, Cuban keeps shares in the team, but also full control of basketball ops. It's pretty interesting. Um, Which basically says, Cubes is kind of like, look, want to do the basketball stuff. You guys pay me the crap ton of, you basically get the asset and the investment. And I'll sort of just keep running it to feed my ego, which is very fun and very cool. So I'll pay that. He bought the Mavs for 285 mil back in 2000 and uh, sells a majority ownership for you know the valuation of three and a half bill, which uh, to me sounds 
about, I mean, that's pretty massive. Three and a half billion is a lot of money. So very cool. But he keeps a strong stake in the team and gets full control in final say in basketball ops, apparently. Pretty interesting setup. We'll see how this sort of uh, fleshes out over the next day or two because no doubt there'll be far more details as they emerge because this will be a pretty interesting setup, obviously. Uh, the Adelson family reportedly are just like, I don't know, seemingly pretty pretty interesting. Go do your own Googling for that. <laughs> Yeesh. Uh, but anyway, interesting play by Cuban, who also stepped away from Shark Tank after, what, 16 years? So, yeah. Uh, well, maybe he just wants to go and hire me as the vice president of Common Sense. Uh, Lamello, he's got a serious sprain in his right ankle after his MRI. Uh, he didn't get a fracture, as we sort of talked about on yesterday. He's in a walking boot and crutches, but he'll be out for an extended amount of time. So, and a cautious approach is to be expected because he had surgery on this ankle uh, last year. So, as a person dealing with a foot injury right now, yeah, I would do the same. Uh, last little bits, uh, Rusty Westbrook and got into it with some fans again. Love that. Good on you, Russell. Just chill out, bro. Verbal exchange with the courtside heckler as the Clippers got their ass kicked yesterday by the Nugs. Uh, referee and other players had to sort of intervene. And then this was all happening while play was going on. If you wanted to know why the Clippers lost their cool and lost to the Nuggets without jo- Joker, Mari, and Gordon... Uh, yeah, I don't know. When one of your players is arguing with fans as the ball is coming up the court, ah, maybe you got some big issues to deal with. Um, after that, he said, fans kind of have the right to say whatever they want, but like I told you, any disrespect to me or my family, I won't allow it. This is our job. You're right. Nobody ever gets disrespected at their job. I don't know. I've been a bartender. <laughs> it's, I was a fucking good bartender. I was a checkout chick. Talk about disrespect. Fuck me dead. Try working in fucking hospitality. Cry me a river, Rusty. And uh, mix and match vibes for the ESPN and TNT because they're going to blend the coverage for the in-season tournament semis, uh, which will be coming up next weekend, which is awesome. You'll have Ernie, Chuck, Kenny, Shaq mixed with the ESPN dudes of Stephen A and Michael Wilbon and stuff. So that'll be kind of fun. Stephen A going against Chuck and Shaq. That'll be great. So that'll be kind of cool. Last little bit of news about the in-season tournament standings. Where did everyone finish? Um, We'll get to that after we do these game wraps. So let's do it. Game wraps. 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 Chicago. This was an ass kicking. Yeah, you better believe that was paddling. Uh, they got straight killed. So he got straight killed. By the Boston Celtics, 124-97. Bulls, look. Uh, the Celtics were pulling out the old hack and Andre, which is pretty funny because uh, they're like, yeah, we need to win by a lot to like sort out this in-season tournament shit. And Billy Donovan's like, you assholes. No, don't do that to my boy. No, don't do that to my man. Come on. And uh, Andre Drummond proceeded to go one of six from the free throw line. Great job. Uh, but the Bulls just look completely lackadaisical. No interest in being competitive in this game. It was an embarrassment, frankly. Uh, they got just laid over. Laid down and rolled over, and the Celtics just fucked them up. Kicked their ass, stole their wallet, left them outside in their undies, and away you went. Uh, great effort by Zach Levine. 25 minutes for two points. Just amazing gear. Definitely trade for that guy. Um, Celtics put one on them, basically, and it was from the get-go. So Jalen Brown was awesome from the get-go. Had a big three, nice run, and sort of, yeah, ended up with 38-6. and six. Looks okay again. 
Yeah, you probably don't need to trade him just now. I'm just saying. Uh, 21, 7, and 4 for Tatum. Horford had 16, 9, and 6. He's going to pop up again in a second. 14s for White and Holiday. Celtics win their group with that one. Then our 14 and 4. Chicago dropped to 5 and 14. And Billy Donovan feels like, look, this entire Bulls team, if anybody actually cared about this team who was, you know, I don't know, their owner or something, uh, they might do something about it. But because Reinsdorf's a lunatic and doesn't give a shit, good luck. Billy Donovan still might get shit canned. Just saying. 5 and 14 is egregious. Uh, Toronto lost in Brooklyn 103 115. Uh, the Raps were right there, but the Nets' defense sort of just every so often they'll kick this into gear. Uh, outscored them 39 28 in the fourth quarter. You had Spencer Dinwiddie. You had Royce O'Neill hit four straight threes at one point and go bang. Ends up with six made threes. Bridges had 22 10 and 5. Spencer Dinwiddie. Spencer had 23 9 9 and 4. Awesome game from here. Uh, for him and. Siakam and Scoob both had 17 each, but Siakam shot 6 of 18, 5 of 19 for Scoob. Schroeder was 5 of 15. OG was 4 of 12 for 10 points. It was just a brutal shooting knife for Toronto. And that's the sort of thing where you're like, the thinness of that team really rears its ugly head every so often. You're like, oh, this is where Gary Terrence Trent Darby Jr. should pop up. He kind of did. He went 7 of 12, but only 1 of 4 from 3 for his 15 points. And it's just, yeah, Malachi Flynn's not getting it done, you know. Jalen McDaniels comes back. It just it's like, all right, cool man. Hey Jalen, you're gonna help out? It's like, oh, I played a week ago. <laughs> it's like, all right, bro. Not doing much. So, yeah, the poor raps. Bit of a mess this one. Uh the Nets though, good win. They needed that one. Because they're now nine and eight. That knocks the Raptors down to eight and ten. Uh Cleveland. Cleveland. Beat the Atlanta Hawks pretty handily, 128-105. They were terrific in the second half. Donnie Mitchell just went bang. Trey couldn't hit shit, nor could DeJunte Murray. I think they went 8 of 28 combined. Block. Like, the Hawks still had 70 double figures, but they shot 35%. It was brutal. Donnie ends up with 40 points, 11 rebounds, and 5 assists with 3 steals. He did have 6 turnovers, but he was bloody good. Mobley was unreal, though. 17 points, 19 rebounds, and 6 blocks. Kicked ass, took some names. Uh, the Cavs just had a really good balance in this game. Well, I mean, it's good, easy to have balance when Donnie Mitchell drops in 40, obviously. But at the same time, like Garland was just popped up every so often with like a big three. Hit two or five from downtown Garland. He had 19 and eight. And like go the fro, Jared Allen, 11 and eight as well. It's just really nice balance sometimes. Again, it's the Hawks. Their defense is shit. So what are you going to do? What are you reading to it? Cavs now nine and eight. No, 10 and eight. Hawks now, 8-9. Good stuff for Cleveland. Cleveland! Millie Walker, it's our gonkwood for the good land. It is the good land today because they beat the Miami Heat 131-124. Even without Jimmy Butler, the Heat just went, oh, man, we're going to make this real fucking hard for you, eh? They just do their thing. They abide. The dude abides and so does the Heat. Despite no butts, despite being down big to start off with, up against Dame, Giannis, uh, the Heat had this, but then the Bucks just held their nerve in the fourth quarter. The shots for the Heat sort of stopped falling. Andre Jackson hit a couple of big threes at the start of the fourth, then Beasley hit one, and it was on like Kong for the rest of the game. Uh, there's a couple of Heat turnovers. He had Giannis hitting free throws like a mad dog. Middleton and Dame hit some big shots to get them up. And then it was just Dame time. He had, what, 13 points down the stretch? Like He's ridiculous. In like the last six minutes, 20 seconds or so, Dame scored 13 points and an assist, including two threes and free throws down the stretch. So pretty good. <laughs> Seriously. 
He hit a three with four minutes 45 left, got them back up. He hit a three with three minutes left to tie it back up. Middleton hits two massive shots to get them back up four. Giannis hits some free throws. Spo gets a tech on a Dame foul. So that's a three-point play out of nowhere, and that was that. Put him up five. Lowry scores. They get a Lopez dunk off like a weird, funky play. Robinson misses the three. They get another Giannis dunk off a beautiful feed from Lopez, and they just sneak out the win. Uh, the Bucks, but it was huge because it looked like they're going to gack this one up in very Milwaukee fashion, right? They've had some pretty rough, weird games. The massive comeback against Portland, just sort of sneaking by a couple of bad teams. And this is a big test. Even without butts, you've got to beat Miami. They, like, they're not going to beat themselves, the old cliche. 31-10-5 for Bam. He was amazing. Larry had 21-6. and six. Richo, Josh Richardson, he had 20-7. and seven. Jaime Hawkins had 14, 4, and 6 off the bench. He was massive, and so was Caleb Martin with 14. I think the two of those like shot 13 of 20 combined, which is pretty gnarly. But the Bucks shot almost, what, 53.5%, out-rebounded them by 10. They went 24 of 27 the line, 10 of 13 of which were for Giannis. He had 33, 10, and 5. He was unreal. 32, 4, and 9 for Dame. Just, Dame wasn't having a great game. And then he just, this is the thing when you have like one of the greatest clutch players in NBA history, on your team all of a sudden, Giannis is like, hey, this is great. I don't have to create something out of absolutely nothing from 28 feet away from the basket. Dame's like, just give me the ball, bro. It's going to be right. Beasley was pretty handy at times. He has a couple of moments where you're like, Beasley, what the shit was that? But then he hits a three, and you're like, yeah, that was good. 16 and 10 for him. 17 for Middleton. Those two big shits shots. <laughs> the two big shits that he had. Yeah, that's right. The two big shots that he took late were awesome. They need him to like pop up. And that was a very... Very good win for the Bucks, because obviously they go through to the knockout stage. Now they're thirteen and five, the Heat ten and eight. The Knicks kick the crap out of the Hornets one fifteen ninety one. This was funny as hell. Like no one could buy a bucket for Charlotte, and the Knicks just put the boot in. Like early on, they're up massive. Charlotte brought it all the way back to like two points or one point, I think it was, and the Knicks just kicked away again. It was pretty gnarly. Rose A goes five of sixteen, five of twelve for Miles Bridges. Hayward was bad, two of seven for him. The Knicks they got twenty five. 20 and 5 from Julius Randle. That's right. 25 points, 20 rebounds, <laughs> and 5 assists from Julius Randle, a.k.a. the, uh, hey, uh, if you ever want to trade for a power forward, I wouldn't mind living in Charlotte, says Julius Randle. It'd be like the reverse Larry Johnson going from the Knicks to Charlotte, you know what I'm saying? But still, it was really good. 8 of 15, 7 of 8 from the free throw line. He was a plus 27. He and Brunson just... Brunson had a pretty rough sort of scoring night. He only had, what, 5 and 9 shooting, 12 and 7. But uh, 16 points for RJ Barrett. Shot 3 of 13, but went 9 and 9 at the strike, which was huge. But really, this game hung on Josh Hart and Emmanuel quickly. Hart had 17 and 6, shot 7 to 10. He was unreal, massive. And then quickly goes 4 of 10 from deep for 23 points as well. Big win for the Knicks, 10 and 7. They actually make it through based on point differential, which is awesome. Great job with the point differential being plus 42. Uh, they stay ahead of, like, what, the Cavs, the Magic, the Nets, who are all also 3-1. and one. Good stuff. Well done, Knicks. That's exciting. I mean, it's just kind of fun to, like, Adam Silver's, like, wetting himself, surely, right? He's like, yes, mate, I've got Boston, I've got the Lakers, I've got the Suns, I've got the Knicks. Ah, this is going to be awesome. All in the in-season tournament finals. Fantastic, bro. Uh, what else do we have? We had OKC Minnesota in a rips and order of a game. Talk about other chaos games. Yeah, Giddy getting booed every time he touched the fucking ball. 106-103, Minnesota hold off to win. 
Uh, Anthony Edwards gets hurt, you know, trying to jump everybody. Okay, so you're up big early, but the Wolves just sort of pulled it back. Big third quarter. The big thing here, like, yeah, the size of Minnesota at home is just stupid. They out-rebounded them 51-36. They had nine blocks to four, which is a big difference. <laughs> like, SGA was unreal. 32-4-4, and four, three steals and a couple of blocks. 16-8-6 and six for Chet Holmgren, including a big three late. But Minnesota just put the clamps on seemingly everybody else. Like, the Williams eyes were bad. The Williams E, 2-10 for Jay Len, 1-6 of six for Jay Lynn. I'm no math magician, but if the Williamses are going to go 3 of 16, that's bad. Wills went 14 of 33 from 3. 3 for 3. Uh, Cat goes 2 of 8, but 13 of 10. 13 and 10 he ends up with. Not bad. Conley shoots 3 of 14, but really, Edwards had 21 before he got hurt. 17 for Troy Brown Jr. He was unreal. Came in off the bench, did all the work. 15 and 7 for Naz Reed, and 17 and 16 with 4 blocks for Rudy Gobert. Huge game. Big win for Minnesota. Doesn't get them the look in at the into the tournament because they land, I think, what three and one, and miss out uh, with the Pelicans making it over the top of them because they win Group B because Dallas beat the Rockets, which we're about to talk about. Uh, Minnesota are now seven and one at home, which is massive. OKC eleven and five. Houston, Dallas, another rip snort. These games were psycho. It was so fun. Dallas one twenty one one fifteen beat Houston. Yeah, Dirk on the call. This was great. I loved it. Dirk doesn't know how to press the buttons. He's like talking to people off air, but like it was on air. It was great. Uh, huge win for the Mavs though. Luca and Kyrie down the stretch were unreal. They outscored them by 10 in the fourth quarter. Luca ends up with 41. Hits an insane hook shot. Kyrie was hitting twisty, weird layups. A massive three. Lively though, just changes everything for this team, right? Like Shangoon still eight. He had 31, nine and six. But he sort of just slows down everybody else trying to drive. Like Green had 5 of 14. Fred Van Vliet goes 3 and 9. Just sort of turn them and Dylan Brooks into like jump shooters and you're laughing. Lively. God, he's good. The Mavs, 27 and 5 for Kyrie. 15 for DJJ, Derek Jones Jr. And Sexum had a really good game. We'll talk about that in Australian Player Watch. But this was the Lucas show. 41. Kyrie was unreal. This is the idealized version of this. Like I picked, what, the Rockets in this game. Forgetting the Rockets aren't very good on the road. They're now 0-5. <laughs> Whoops. And they still nearly covered the five-and-a-half-point line. They end up losing by six. Brutal gear there. But still, the Mavs, this is the sort of thing. They score 121, you win. It's basically if you go under 120, you're not going to win if you're Dallas. So good win, huge win. Luke is amazing. It's like he heard the criticism yesterday. Uh, there was like a couple of, you know, analytic nerds out there going, oh, maybe Luca's bad. And Luca's like, fuck you. And then away you go. Houston, now, what? I think that's 8-6. and 0-5 oh away from home, though, which is amazing. Just 0-6 oh away. They're 8-7, sorry. 0-6 oh away. And the Mavs now are 11-6. Need to update those ones. And then finally, Golden State Sacramento, an absolute rip snorter of a game. 124, the Kings. Fires and laser. Get by the Warriors in just hilarious fashion with a couple of bad turnovers right down the stretch for the Warriors after we, uh, as we all tuned in to watch the Vizenkov versus Moses Moody shootout. Absolutely amazing gear down the stretch. Vizenkov plays 15 minutes, ends up with eight points. He was great. Moses Moody ends up with 11, goes four or four from the floor in 13 minutes. Unreal. But Steph has 29 with 10 rebounds, six assists, goes four or 12 from downtown. Has a bad, bad, bad turnover. He has five turnovers. 
he sort of gets swamped at the end of that, turns the ball over. Fox just manufactures some shit out of absolutely nothing. Uh, Kings get it back to within two, uh, back within one, I think, and then get the go ahead on the last bucket after the Draymond turnover. Uh, Draymond came back, acted, I don't know, this comes as a bit of a surprise, everybody. Carried on like a fucking pork chop. Uh, amazingly, didn't get booted, but probably should have. Uh, eight, six, and three with a couple of blocks from him. 29 for Andrew Wiggins. His like, weird little tip-in at the end. Like It felt like that was going to win it for the Warriors. It just wasn't quite enough. Clay, 20 points, nine rebounds for him. Three and nine from, the floor, uh, from downtown for him. And Kaminga, 10 minutes, zeros. Zero points, zero three from the floor. You're like, oh, that is brutal. But the Warriors were there, and then they were not because this game was absolutely sick. Like, it was a psycho game. Draymond was causing havoc. You lose Chris Paul to an injury. Gary Payton the second as well, the mitten. He goes out. The Warriors are still up 24 in the second quarter. Still up 17 in the third quarter. And then the Kings, they just got a little bit of momentum heading into the back end of the third quarter. And then they pull it down to a two-point game in the fourth, and then take the lead. And you're like, oh, my God, the Vizenkov-Moody trading buckets bit was incredible. Darren Fox couldn't buy a free throw. Curry smokes a three in a broken play, and the Kings just look like they're going to lose this. Fox misses a step-back three on Clay that would have brought the house down. But then Looney misses two free throws with the uh, Warriors up five with a minute 52 left. And you're like, oh, my God. Go up seven with less than two minutes to go. You should be laughing. But Fox... Splits a couple of free throws here and there. Fox then hits a three, though. You get the Curry turnover. They score again. The Draymond turnover. 22 seconds left. Timeout, Kings. Malik Monk runs out of all options. Literally just throws up a prayer. It's a horrible shot. And it drops in. Unbelievable. Five seconds left. Steph can't hit the game winner. Game over. Amazing stuff. The Warriors win and get through to the knockout stage of the in-season tournament. Fire! Zilaza! They are now 10-6. and six. The Warriors are up to 8-10. and 10. Absolutely amazing. This game was psychotic. Fox ends up with 29 points, 9 rebounds, and 7 assists. The Suvlaki King, 9, 8, and 10. Uh, came good late with a couple of big, big rebounds and uh, was very handy. Hura! The Ginger Ninja had 21. 21 as well for Malik Monk off the bench, including the game winner. That was sick. What a game. You love to see it. Loved every second of it. Oh, Lord. This is ridiculous. Oh, Oh, Lord. There you go. Oh, Lord, indeed. All right. Let's do an NBA Australia Pro performance of the night. If I can remember to press the button. That's not a night. That's a night. It was a night with heaps of performances that deserve it, right? Darren Fox, as I just mentioned, Malik. Monk with the awesome go-ahead game winner uh, with his 21 points and 8 of 15 shooting. Fox with the 29, 9, and 7. But Darren Fox also went 9 of 17 from the free throw line. (laughs) Nearly cost him the game. It was absolutely chaos. They went 27 of 42 from the free throw line. Also, that game went forever because there were 72 free throws. At some point, you just like it got the Kings back in the game, obviously. But juice. Anyway, Donnie Mitchell with the 40, 11, and 5. With a couple, uh, three steals, 14 to 25, he shot. Giannis, 33, 10 and 5, two steals and a block, but Dame sort of takes that one over. We're probably going to give this one to Luca. 41, 9 and 9. 41 on a night where uh, Dirk Nowitzki's commentating is pretty apocryphal. I'll tell you that much. He goes 15 and 29 from the floor, 3 of 10 from three with two steals. But the hook shot, 
The hook shot to Salted Away was absolutely stupid. <laughs> and it was so good. It was ridiculous. He and Kyrie, like when they play like this, it's like, yes, this is how it should be. God, someone light a fire on the Luca's ass every night because that was great. That's an absolute knife moment. Malik Monk with a go-ahead as well. Similar vibes. A couple of great, awesome performances up and down the line today. Donnie, I mean, Brooklyn, you had Bridges and Spencer just crushing at the O'Neal threes. You had JB for the Celtics. Minnesota, you had Rudy Gobert just blocking everything. SGA was incredible, though. 32, 4, and 4 with three steals and two blocks. So what an awesome day. But what about the Spuds, Jim? Spud, 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 of the night. Yeah, plenty of Spuds as well today, though. We had a great one. Obviously, the best, the leader in the clubhouse for Spuds of the night this season so far is Aaron Gordon's 0 of 12. Uh, AJ Griffin gave that a bit of a shake today. Oh, of eight. Yeesh. Two of 11 for Kevin Love. You should know better, Kevin. Come on, mate. Pull your head out your ass and hit a bloody shot. The Heat might have won that if Kevin Love was still alive. I mean, bit of a rough one, I'll tell you. Uh, AJ Griffin going 0 of, 5, 0 of 8 is pretty brutal. Grant Williams went 0 of 5 as well. We had Precious Achua. Bless you, go 0 of 4. Uh... A couple of other ones. Kevin Love, the 2 of 11. Dorian Finney-Smith, 2 of 10. Jay Lynn Williams, obviously, as I mentioned earlier, 2 of 10. And uh, Jay Lynn Williams going 1 of 6. But RJ Barrett, the 3 of 13. Trey went 3 of 14, and so did Mike Conley. A couple of really brutal shooting nights. Uh, Trey was just bad. 2 of 8 from 3. He had 10 assists, 3 turnovers, but the 3 of 14 shooting, yeah, it killed that Hawks team. But obviously, spot of the night's got to be Zach Levine, doesn't it? Like, this was one of the most absolute, could-not-give-a-fuck outings you'll see from a max contract player. Two points in 24.6 minutes of sheer ineptitude. Two points! One of nine shooting in almost 25 minutes from your max player. Ah, we better trade for that guy. That team is cooked. Blah! That is just... Absolutely brutal. I mean, it's horrible. There's no other way to put it. This is horrible. There's no other way to put it. Uh, but I would like to thank uh, Donnie Mitchell and Spencer Dinwiddie from both from downtown. What did they shoot from downtown, Jim? That's right, they both shot 3 of 11 from downtown. I love it. I've had a rash of 3 11s of late. What is this, November 3rd? You'll love to see it. Who's old mate? No mates, however. Old mate, no mates. 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 Who's got no mates today? Well, that'd be Joey Muzz. Billy Donovan was going to kill that man, wasn't he? He's just like, fucking... Can you stop fouling Andre? And Joey Muzz is like, nah, man, I fucking love, I love Hack on Andre. Fuck you, man. Do you want to watch The Town with me, Billy? Oh, fuck, I love The Town. Have you seen that movie? That is the best fucking movie. I watch it like four times a week, man. Billy's like, I'm not going to watch. I want to, like, choke you out. He's like, you can fucking try, man. I'll do judo all the time. <laughs> I love Joey Muzz. Billy Donovan was ropeable. Uh, Chris Finch, though, Wolves coach, Ant-Man's crying in pain 
and trying to foul and you don't call a timeout, Chris Finch, what the hell, man? He's like, nah, Anthony said he was fine. It's like he's literally trying to foul and he's crying out in pain trying to get up the court. Jesus. Anyway, pants of the night. Uh, yeah, anytime you whip out Hack and Andre just to boost your... In basically, the entire Bulls game was a pantsing by the Celtics. Like, we need to boost our point differential to make sure we're laughing when it comes to the in-season tournament. Uh, suck on this one, Chicago. And they're like, oh, please don't do it. And they're like, not with Dak Jell. And they're like, oh, Andre Drummond's like, oh. But sucked in. I'll get to that later again, too. Better than Lonzo Ball. Lonzo was the best player in high school. He was the best player in college. You think he gonna get to the pros and be like, I made it to the pros, now I can be average. We're coming for everybody. Coming for everybody. Evan Mobley, 17-19 with six blocks, 8 of 11 shooting. The first non-Laker to reach those numbers on 70% shooting in a game since 2000. It's pretty good, better than Lonzo Ball. But also Troy Brown Jr., 17 points, 3 rebounds, shoots 5 or 6 from the floor. He had 12 points in the fourth quarter. Three or four from downtown. He was awesome. Anthony Edwards goes down. Off he goes. Big clutch three. Hits a massive layup as well to keep the Wolves in it. And basically became their go-to dude in that fourth quarter. Carl Anthony Towns is like, what have I got to do, man? It's like, I don't know. Step up when it matters, you dickhead. Anyway. Uh, do we have a magic tweet of the day? That's a very good question, Jim. You should have checked. It's like, yes, I probably should have. But here we are now. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, my God. I can't wait for Pelicans Kings. That's going to be sick. Unreal. The weird thing is, anyway, uh, yeah, no new Magic tweets, but we do have the dates, though, for the knockout round. So uh, on our Tuesday, December 5, we will have Celtics Pacers and Pelicans Kings. And then on our Wednesday, December 6, we'll have Knicks Bucks and Suns Lakers. That is going to be awesome. Cannot flipping wait. NBA Cup. Uh, so where did everyone sort of finish up? Pacers 4-0. So Group A was Pacers, Cavs, Sixers, Hawks, Pistons. Pacers 4-0. Cavs and... Well, Cavs 3-1. Uh, Sixers 2-2. and Hawks 1-3. Pistons 0-4. Group B was the Bucks 4-0. Knicks get through with the wild card 3-1. and Heat 2-2. and Hornets 1-3. and Wiz 0-4. Classic. Uh, group C was the Celtics 3-1. They get through on point differential plus 27. Magic miss out at three and one, and so do the Nets, just due to that point differential. It's pretty tough. Shouldn't have lost to Boston, I guess. Brooklyn, simple as that, buddy. Uh, buddy, and the Raps one and three, Bulls zero oh and four. Block. Uh, West Group A, the Lakers obviously clinched. They went four and zero. Oh. Uh, Suns end up three and one. They get the wild card thanks to their point differential of plus thirty four. The Yaz two and two, Blazers one and three, Grizzlies zero oh and four. Group B, Pelicans get by three and one with the point differential because well. That's because the Rockets and the Mavs. The Mavs beat the Rockets. Rockets with a win could have actually made that pretty interesting, but they lose. Uh, the Nugs end up 2-2 two and two as well. And the Clippers, 1-3. and three. So Group B was like the group of death, and the Pelicans somehow emerged from it. Absolutely crazy. Uh, group C, the Kangs uh, go 4-0. and oh. They clinch, obviously, with the win over the Warriors. Uh, Wolves go 3-1. and one. Two and 2-2 two for the Warriors. 1-3 and three for the Thunder. And 0-4 oh for the Spurs. So the wildcard team out of the West, obviously the Suns are 3-1. Chaos. Awesome. I loved it. That was great. Hook this to my veins. We'll talk about that a little bit more in your nose right after this. This is Cam Glidden. This is Anthony Drimmick. This is Mitch McCarran. This is Jason Kiddie. This is Daryl McDonald. Hey, guys, this is Hugh Greenwood. Yo, what's going on? This is Ellie. This is Mark Worthington. 
or commonly known as Wertho, and you're listening to NBA Australia. You're listening to NBA Australia. And 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 you're listening to NBA Australia. All right, let's do some ENRs. Brought to you by NBA Australia's merch shop. That's right. People! Get your merch, get your merch. Wear it! Get your merch, get your merch. Get your merch, get your merch. Yeah, do it. Get a hoodie, get a t-shirt. Uh, Stubby Holders will be back. You can probably order them and I'll uh, I'll be picking them up pretty soon, I reckon. Uh, coffee mug's coming soon too. So keep an eye out. NBAAustralia.com slash shop or just click through on the socials. Oh, I still haven't called the vet. Jesus. I can really do that. Oh, God, they're probably closed. Oh, well. Might just stop by there tomorrow morning. <laughs> God damn. Ah, I'm a mess. Ah, right, let's do some here. Nas. Matt Ballard, a good one. Matty Boo. Hey, Jimmy, are we seeing the end of the old guard? Big name Max Deal players. Dame can't seem to jump high enough to get a dunk. Kawhi and Paul George not as efficient. Harden looks like an old man fumbling around the court. Beal, I can't even remember what he looks like. It seems as though LeBron is the only 30-plus Max player showing up passively, aggressively. Yeah, nah. Look, yeah. It sort of happens. I think this this is one of those weird things that as you... I mean, we've now been doing NBA straight for obviously almost a thousand episodes, which is chaos. But having followed hoops for so long, like this is... It comes down to like longevity. And because players are playing longer and playing better for longer, like it's sort of expanding their primes and then like the twilight for just a huge array of years, right? The, the weird thing is, like, you think about Kawhi and Paul George. Like, Kawhi was out there winning finals MVPs in, like, what, the early teens. And, uh, like, what was it, 2014? Yeah, 14, he wins the uh, finals MVP. And, like, Paul George has been through, like, numerous iterations of his career. Hard and same sort of thing. Like, when you're, like, 14 years into a basketball career you probably should start dropping off a little bit. Like, LeBron is an absolute freak of nature. Like, Chris Paul's still being around, but also always being hampered by injuries. That's a little bit more realistic. Steph being this good is pretty chaotic. I love that, but yeah. Harden, look, we learned from the Allen Allen Iverson experience, right? Like, you can't party as hardy as you do and, like, back it up time after time after time after time and time. It just sort of leaves you at some point, right? But the good thing is, like, all the next like, generation of players is fucking awesome. Like, between Joker, Giannis, Luca, like, they're dudes who are under 30 that will have, like, hopefully, and Embiid, you know, playing at a really high level for the next few years, but it is kind of like... I mentioned this the other day with the SGA blocking Steph and then running up the other end for a basically a game-winning layup. It's like, it was 100% a passing of the torch moment. And, like, spot the lie. It's kind of awesome. And that's fine. It's natural. It happens to everybody. Uh, is it fine to hack an Andre? Yeah, nah. Yes. I'll get to this again in a second, but I hate the unwritten rule bullshit. Like, don't want to get your ass beat? Then don't. You don't want to get humiliated? Then play to the fucking buzzer. Show some competitive fucking spirit. This shit isn't fucking rocket surgery sometimes. I'll tell you that much. Yeesh. Uh, otherwise, booing Josh Giddy's a bit on the nose, isn't it? Yeah, nah. I actually want to fall on the side of yeah for this one because if, quite simply, if this if these like shitty fucking allegations about Giddy had been put forward by 
a victim who was like, I had a relationship, I was underage. Boo that man. Boo him, piss him off, simple as that. But we're still talking about fucking completely, you know, no evidence internet allegations here. And like, we've got a fucking arena full of people booing him. It's like, all right, he's not Carl Malone yet. Fucking hell. Miles Bridges beats the shit out of his entire fucking family like an absolute lunatic. And like, where are the boos for him? That sort of vibe, right? So I just find it a bit fucking weird. All right, unpopular opinion of the day. That's maybe probably it, to be honest, but what are you going to do? I just feel like if we've got some fucking evidence, just some, any hint of hard evidence, we'd be laughing. We'd at least be able to figure out what the fuck's going on. Anyway, uh, unpopular opinion of the day. Now look at me, please. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. Yeah, the Hack and Andre stuff and like the Billy Donovan cracking it, but we've also got other players coming up. Oh, it's just not the integrity of the game, man. What? I feel like winning games of basketball and scoring as many points as you possibly fucking can is quite literally the point of the game. Like, oh, I don't want to chase scores. What? The point of the game is to score as many points and to beat the other team. I loved the scoreboard watching. It was sick. It was great. Piss off with this. Oh, it's affecting the integrity of the game. The integrity of the game, if you're not giving 100% the entire fucking time, that is pissing down the leg of the integrity of the game. Fuck off out of here. Jesus. Also, we've got to expand this in-season tournament, though. Right? Because four games, like when we've got everyone finishing on three and one, and we all have to do fucking math magician mathletics here, like to figure out the point differentials and and like for teams to finish three and one because they didn't have like as weak a group as some other teams, like it seems a bit on the nose. So it feels like four games for the group stage just isn't probably enough. And we've got to expand this next year. Like, what are we doing? To be honest, I reckon we can just run another one in February. <laughs> like after the All-Star break. Let's go. Why not have two? That'd be sick. Uh, also, unpopular opinion of the day. Russell Westbrook, Paul George, have a fucking sook, mates. No, oh, people shouldn't abuse us in our place of work. More, more. Look, unless that fucking fan is saying some like egregious shit, rather than just like calling you Westbrook or something, which is quite simply a play on words of your name, and your performance at your job. Fucking pull the other one. It plays Alex Lloyd's amazing. You bunch of fucking sooks. Sack up. Yeah. People shouldn't get personal and like talk shit about like your family and like, you know, but they can heckle. They can comment on your performance in a game where you're playing badly without you having a fucking cry. Grow up. Seriously, what are we doing here? All right. What about Outback Takehouse? It's Wednesday at Outback, and you know what that means? I don't know, actually. The Currawong, who kind of sits out the window, he's pissed off, so I'm going to go out the back and see if that spitted possum's ready. Oh, there you go. Just nice and gamey for you. Yep, this bugger was roaming around in the walls last night, chased him out, hit him with a cricket bat, and bang! Spitted possum. Great as a flame grill take, and today's flame grill take is Mark Cuban selling the Mavs to run for the presidency. Or he's selling the Mavs to own a casino. Well, why not both? Mark Cuban might actually be Trump and Biff Tannen combined only at Outback. Cuban as president would be fucking fascinating. Just saying. Let's do it. All right, quick break. We'll be back with Australian Player Watch right after this. This is Shane Hill, and you're listening to NBA Australia. 
All right, Australian player watch. Giddy getting booed. It sucked. Uh, he looked a little bit rattled. Had a couple of weird fouls. Two turnovers. Twenty-eight minutes. He had ten points, six rebounds, one assist. Shot four of eight from the floor. Oh, of one from downtown. Wasn't out there in crunch time either. So, a bit interesting. Not great. Patty Thrills did not play coach's decision because Quinn Snyder doesn't know his ass from his elbow. Seriously, you can't get him out there in a blowout loss. Thanks for nothing, Quinn. I know that it's just a token couple of minutes, but geez, rock him, sock him, block him, jock him, Landau, same thing. Did not play coach's decision. Uh, this is more, I feel like, a bit of a matchup thing. The Mavs, uh, not exactly massive, so they didn't need to throw out Jock, so that's okay. Greeny in that same game against his buddy Jock. A couple of boomers going at it. The win over Houston. Greeny had played 30 minutes. He went 2 of 4 from the floor. 1 of 1 from downtown. 5 points, 7 rebounds, 2 assists and a block. He had some really tough rebounds too. But Dante sex him up. X him. How good was he? 12 points in 15 minutes. Absolutely unreal from Sexum. And it's exactly what we want to see more of. You know, just going hammering tongs, kicking some ass, taking some names. He shot three of four from the floor, one of two from downtown. He had three assists and a rebound and a steal. That's unreal. It's also, what, the first time all season he's hit double figures for uh, scoring. So, very clearly, he's season high. Great job. Sex him up. All right, quick. Andrew Gay's great mumber a moment. Uh, mumber award for outstanding achievement in the field of excellence. It's the first and you won the- Andrew Gay's great mumber. Uh, Luca, we've already given him one of the awards, but he's going to get it again because that 41.9 rebound, 9 assist game came with zero turnovers. That is quite literally an outstanding achievement in the field of excellence because he is the first player in over 40 years to hit 41, 9, and 9 and have zero turnovers. That is sick. The Slovenian Andrew Gaze goes bang. you love to see it. Uh, the Suvlaki King as well. He wins the Sweaty Hairy Bloke of the Week award because... I don't know. He's out there playing for this Sacramento Kings team in those weird jerseys with the white stripe on one side. It made him look even, I don't know, paler and sweatier. <laughs> he does just look like he's going to smell like some sort of shepherd's pie. I don't know what it is, but that's just how it goes. I'm not going to apologize for what I think. <laughs> uh, just saying. All right. What about a Patty Mills game day ball or game day Twitter check in? Have we got anything from Patty? No, we do not. What about from Jock? Let's have a look. Rock him, sock him, block him, jock him, Landale. Nothing there either. That's a bit of a shame. We do have a post. We've got something from... Uh... Oh, yeah, Dally. There we go. Dally Twitter. Yeah, Ahmad Monk. So Malik Monk. That's one of his old teammates there, Dally. Shouting them out on Twitter. You love to see it. All right, let's do some game previews. Game previews. Game previews. Thanks, Inadvertent Bane. Not a problem, Jim. How's it all going? Uh, it's not as bad as it has been. The foot seems to be getting slowly better and better and better. I can sort of stumble around a little bit quicker at the moment, so it's not bad. Uh, we did pick pretty well for today's games. I think we nailed... I think I might have mentioned the Boston-Chicago line yesterday. And then I was in, ended up betting on uh, Boston uh, minus 13 and a half once I realized that they needed to up the point differential. It's like, yeah, they're going to kill them. So got Boston right, Brooklyn right, Cleveland correct, Milwaukee correct. Uh, 
We even covered the Minnesota minus two and a half from yesterday. Uh, Sacramento didn't cover though the minus three and a half we had. So, and we just missed on Houston. So, we hit what is it? The first five? Yeah. Jeez. One, two, three, four, five. Five of seven. You'll take that. Oh no. Wait, six of eight. Shit, yeah. Nice. Good job. Let's hopefully do that again tomorrow. Let's see. Uh, we have seven games tomorrow. We've got the Lakers at Detroit. Lakers have been, obviously, weird ups and downs. Detroit are horrible, however. The Lakers are only seven and a half point favorites. You might think that's strange. I would agree. They should be substantially more than that. But you never know if LeBron just goes, yeah, I might not play this one. Seven and a half. I'm tempted to go Detroit, but at the same time, they're pretty bad, you know? Like, Detroit are one of those teams where you have, like, historic moments of, like, oof, yeah, this is a team that just lost by 19 to Washington. So I feel like the Lakers should be a little bit better. Um, They did push the Nuggets the other day at home, lose by four, but they also did sort of get their ass kicked by the Wizards at home. Just the other day. So I'm still going to go the Lakers minus 7.5. Washington go to Orlando. I love the magic in this. Minus 9.5. I don't care what that line is. The Wizards are just... Oh, it's now 10.5 actually. It does get a little bit squirrely, but... Especially with Orlando. But their defense should be too good. They could win this like 114, 115, 100 pretty easily. So I'll take Orlando minus 10.5. Phoenix minus 2.5 in Toronto. Toronto on a back-to-back... Suns, look, as long as KD's playing, uh, this one's KD-dependent for me. If he's not, maybe Toronto, but even on a back-to-back, I'll take Phoenix. Uh, minus two and a half. Utah go to Memphis. They're plus four and a half, the Jazz. That seems weird because Memphis are bad. I'm going to take the Jazz. That's right, the Utah Jazz, plus four and a half in Memphis. They've had a couple of big wins the last couple of games. So let's go Utah because, look, I believe... I think there are some sort of questions around Jordan Jeremy Clarkson. He was like initially listed as out, but now he's uh, at least a game time decision. Let's have a look at the rest of their uh, injury report at the moment. It looked like, you know, the way that they're sort of playing anyway, the Jazz have these sorts of games. They're now 6-11. and 11. They've beaten the Pelicans back-to-back games. They head into this Grizzlies game. Alenic is day-to-day. Markman's day-to-day. Clarkson's day-to-day. I think the Jazz can still win this one, especially getting four and a half. Even if they lose, they should push them. Philly, go to New Orleans. The Pelicans, after a couple of losses, the Sixers are rolling. They're one and a half point road favorites in New Orleans. I don't mind the Pelicans. I don't mind the Pelicans just to get a bit of a bounce back after a couple of bad losses in Utah. They go home, all that gumbo. You know that Joel and Beat will be a bit slow because of it. Uh, I'll take the Pals plus one and a half. I think that defensive backcourt as well. You can throw them at Maxi and hope for the best between Dyson Daniels and Herb Jones. Houston go to Denver. Houston on a back-to-back after playing Dallas today. I like the Nugs minus four and a half. They'll probably have Joker back. Uh, they should have too many weapons. And then the Clippers go to Sacramento. Sacramento flying high after yesterday's game. On a back-to-back against the Clippers, though, I actually don't mind them. They're getting a half point at the moment. Let's have a, We'll just check that to see if that's changed after the win. The Kings are getting plus two and a half. I'm going to take the Kings plus two and a half because I do not trust this Clippers team. They're yelling at fans up, you know, in live game time. So, whatever. All right, that's it for today. We'll be back on deck tomorrow. Even though I've got a day off, I'm still going to tape a show. Uh, yeah, I'm not working. 
but I will be working. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so we'll be back tomorrow. In the meantime, make sure you're following NBA Australia on Twitter, Face the IG, we're all over the socials. Get around NFL Australia, myself and Gaz. It was a good show this week. Gaz and I, a few tins deep, <clears throat> talking all things NFL is a good one. Uh, NBAstraya.com slash shop. Get your merch, get your merch. Get a hoodie, get a T-shirt, as I mentioned. Help me pay for this dog insulin. Uh, chuck us a rating review on your podcast app, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, whatever app you're using on your Android phone, it does help out. Rate, review, star. Just a review, just like Jim was really good at helping me navigate the ins and outs of a chaos in-season tournament. Thank you. I'd really tried to, a little bit. Uh, so help out. It does. Please do. Please do it. Put those words together and it'll make sense. Uh, big thanks to from Oslo for the intro and outro song. I need just to get going. Uh, check out their new band House Hats as well as Joshua De Laurentiis, Fascinated, Goldmines, Ramshackle Army, Iowa, Sex Jedi, Green, Green, Green and Dozers. They're behind all the tunes you hear throughout the show. So smash them all on Bandcamp, Triple J and Earth, Facey, Apple Music, Spotify. Remember, NBA Australia supports Australian bands. That's it for today because I've got to run off. got to go to a work do. Um, I will be limping there. Be limping from the Uber. <laughs> So that'll be fun. All right, so we'll catch you tomorrow, you dickheads. This is NBA Australia saying, look after yourselves, would you? How good's the in-season tournament? I told you. And later, Hosen. I think that's ridiculous. Um, it's hard to get into why because I, I'm trying to explain. I'm trying to. I'm trying to be respectful.